Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards podcast. I'm Father Stanislaw and I'm so happy that you have given me the opportunity to share with you the gospel for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, a special Sunday this year, because we begin celebrating the Sunday on the Word of God starting this year. So it's I'm so excited to share with you a little bit about my experience with the Word of God. Let's open our minds and our hearts and welcome the gospel for this week. And I pray that God will really inspire you to make the gospel part of your daily life. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son, we may abound in good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother, Andrew. Casting a net into the sea, they were fishermen. He said to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once, they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, as a church, we are celebrating something completely new. We have never done this before. Aren't you excited? Right, very good. We, of course, we already know, we have celebrated for many years the third Sunday in ordinary time. But this year, this Sunday is special. It's the Sunday dedicated to the Word of God. It's something new that Pope Francis has given to the whole church an opportunity for us to focus on this beautiful and fundamental gift that God has given us, 
his own word. And the Pope, in order to give it to us, helps us and wishes that we reclaim the connection, as I said, of the centrality of the gospel in our lives. The gospel must be central, must be basic, from the foundation of all that we do as Christians, but most especially, that we reclaim also the unity between the word and the sacrament, making sure that we don't split it. This was one of the things that I've heard when I came to the United States. And this happens because of different history, different setting. There is nothing uh, particularly different between the two countries. But I kept hearing this thing that, you know, well, you know, the Protestants have the Bible and we have the sacrament. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, good. Forget it, because it's absolutely wrong. Completely wrong. We cannot have a sacrament celebration of the sacrament without the celebration of the Word of God, okay? So that is completely wrong. Another thing that I keep hearing is that, you know, the nuns told us not to read the Bible. Somebody, huh? Okay. Yeah, because, I don't know, it was more too difficult, whatever. True, we have better Bibles, and the nuns are not around anymore. Have you seen them? So it's, uh, so it's all right for you to read it. We won't tell them. No, I'm, I'm joking. Because... I mean, I totally get that. The scriptures, it's not an easy book. And, um, but the idea is that we cannot remove that text away from our, God, from our lives. It's so foundational, so basic. And it comes from our meditation on our Christmas uh, season, when the Word became flesh. But that Word continues to speak to us. The Catechism reminds us following the tradition of the fathers of the church and the constant teaching of the church that says that whenever we pray, in prayer, we speak to God. In the word, he speaks to us. And in order for us to make sure that we are in constant dialogue with God, we have to make sure that two, dialogue means two people are talking, right? Not at the same time, but they take turns. Um, so if our prayer life is only based on me telling God what to do, that's not really prayer. It's a monologue. I'm doing all the talking. But if I want to listen to God speak to me, speak to us, telling us how much he loves us, telling us how to live our life, we have to give him a chance. And the ordinary way in which God speaks to us is in the Word. And among the old scriptures of the Bible, the church says that it is the gospel, in the gospel, and through the gospel, that God speaks to us directly. So it is always a very good idea to start there. So this is a Sunday where we want to reclaim this beautiful gift of the gospel. Personally, this Sunday reminds me of what I call echoing something that comes from Scripture, my first love. I encountered Christ. I really, Jesus be, started becoming more real to me because of the gospel. You see, on the day of my first communion, which was in fourth grade, and I guess in Italy we need more time compared to the children here. <laughs> um, on, the first, on, the first, on the day of my first communion, at the end of Mass, the priest who celebrated Mass and gave us first communion gave us, all of us, all the children, 
uh, a little red book. And uh, I remember I was so attracted, that red was, I can still see it, was so beautiful. And on the cover was just a little cross in white. Oh my goodness, I wanted that book. I had no idea what it was, but I wanted so bad. I started getting into books very early in my life. So, but why? Also, there was another thing. Uh, I went to a public school, and I have two older sisters, and then we went all to the same school. So it means that all the textbooks, all the books were passed down. Okay. So now that book was my book. And it happened to be the pocket version of the four Gospels. And I took it, and you know what happened? I read it. Yes, it was my book, and nobody could tell me what to do with it. And I started reading. And you know, in, in Italy, Catholicism, it's like pasta, is available to you whether you want it or not. So, but now, God, this Jesus that I keep hearing about, Jesus that everybody seemed to know but me, was becoming real. To the point that even one day, I remember, in school, uh, during recess, uh, it was springtime, and we were uh, in, in, in the school, and um, because it was a very warm day, the teachers allowed us to sit on the floor, and this school has marble floors, it's typical Italian big building, um, but anyway, we sat in school, and you know what, that little book of mine fit right in the, the pocket of the uniform that I had. So you know what happened? I took it and I started reading to all my friends the parables, and I was explaining, I was doing Bible class, you know, to the point that even my teachers called my parents like, there's something wrong with your kid. And uh, they thought I was going Protestant. But uh, it, it was bizarre because this Jesus was becoming, I was getting it. I was understanding what this life was all about. And guess what? I continued to study, I continued to read, I continued, and I was now going into the parish and we were doing prayer services and I was there telling people about the gospel. I was going all around in my early teens. I was going around the south of Italy with the guitar on one hand, the gospel on the other, preaching in the parishes, doing kind of revival meetings, you know, prayer services and things. It was absolutely awesome. I started then uh, memorizing scriptures. Okay, fantastic. And then I even, that was when I was slightly young, and uh, I could do that, I memorized the whole Gospel of Mark. Yeah, right? But anyway, it's, uh, I was really going very strong. But guess what? Even though all these things were happening in my life, somebody made me understand that all these things that I was doing, that I was doing were not producing the effects that the gospel itself says they should be there. And even the church says, well, the life of the gospel should produce these particular fruits. Well, these friends of mine said, where are these fruits in your life? Then by grace, somebody reminded me that Jesus said, the one who loves me, and my antenna went up because I really wanted to love Jesus, right? So Jesus said, the one who loves me is the one who listened to my word. I was good at that. 10, I would get an A plus. So the one who loves me is the one who listens to my word and does it. Ugh. Does it? 
I thought we only got to get the gospel in order to share our faith, to talk about things, to tell people how wrong they are. Okay, arguing with Jehovah's Witnesses or somebody. So doing, that's what the gospel is good, right? I mean, I was feeling good about it, but I, doing it, living it, putting it into practice, uh, that's when the trouble began. Yeah. So I struggled with that because it was, I realized that knowing something without putting it into practice is, what good is that? And why is it important for us to put the gospel into practice? Well, the gospel is the life of Jesus. Those are the words of Jesus. Now, we know that in the sacrament, when we receive the, the body and blood of Christ, it is Christ who is in us, right? And we, one of the effects of the liturgy, of the Eucharist, is that we become another Christ. We become what we receive. We receive Jesus. We have to become Jesus. Now, Jesus in me, Jesus in you, what do you think he wants to do? He wants to live his life. That's why we have to put into practice the gospel. And that's when I needed to start all over again. The fact that I knew the gospel inside out didn't mean anything because I was not living it. But guess what? I learned how to do it. And I'm sharing this with you because perhaps this is something that might trigger something in your own life that you can uh, start doing it as well. So we can all uh, help each other in doing this. And let's remember, once again, we focus on this because it's central to our lives. We cannot be truly Christian without the gospel. Imagine, it's so central that the church says that the primary, quote-unquote, job of a priest is the preaching of the gospel. Not the celebration of the Eucharist. The very first thing that we ought to do is the preaching of the gospel. Because it is faith comes from hearing that message. Then we respond, and the Eucharist makes sense. Now, another document says that in order for us to evaluate our, if our activities are pastoral, we have to figure out, the church says, whether or not the gospel is becoming real in the life of people. You see how central that is? Imagine it's so central that the magisterium, the teaching office of the church, identifies itself as the servant of the Word of God. Servant of the Word of God. So that's what we, we have to reclaim this. And therefore, we have to ask ourselves, first of all, what role does the Word of God has in our lives? Second, what do I do to nurture myself with this Word? So that the way I think, the way I speak, the way I act, the way I love is always shaped by the gospel. So how do we do it? Well, we all have to find our way. First of all, we cannot make it up. We have to make sure that we read it or we listen to it. Now there are apps, there are texts online, uh, the Bishop's Conference has it also. I mean, there are resources all over. There are no more excuses. If you don't want the little book, there are other things. And even the Pope said, always carry the Bible, whether physically or on your phone, but always be there, ready to listen to it. But I'm going to tell you how I used to do it as I was a teenager, and I still do it. 
I used to pick one verse of scriptures and I focus on that scripture passage for the whole month. Okay? Not every day, not every week, every month, because it was too much. Okay? So every month I was focused on that. Later on, uh, I realized that by focusing on the Sunday gospel, it would help me to understand the verse that I picked every month. Right? Now, as a priest, those who come for daily Mass, they probably notice that I develop a theme in, during the week that allows us to unpack the Sunday Gospel. But it's just like when we have the Eucharist, the host, and we break it, right? When I break it, do we have two Jesuses? No, of course not, right? And if I break it again, do we have half a Jesus? No. In every piece of the host, there is the full Jesus. So at communion, if you get a big piece or a small piece, it's still Jesus. Okay? It doesn't go by sides. So in the gospel, by putting in, into practice one verse, one part, you understand all the other parts. Don't believe me? Try it. Because Jesus is one. So now, how do we know if we are moving in the right direction or not? How do we know that when we are trying to live our life, it's not our life, but it's the life of Jesus in us that is lived out? St. Paul helps us today very, very clearly. And he says, listen, the more we put into practice the word of Jesus, the more we become united, in, we have the same mind, because it's the mind of Jesus. And because we have the same mind, we cannot, can not, one more time. Cannot divide the body of Christ. We cannot create division in the body of Christ, in our families, in, our, in the world, in this country. Do you understand? We cannot say, well, I'm uh, of Cephas, I am of Paul. I, and we do these kind of things, don't we? I'm conservative, I'm liberal, I do the rosary, I do adoration, I jump up and down. I don't know what I'm doing. All these things, it doesn't really matter. They are part of a whole. We who have the gift of receiving Jesus in the sacrament and in the word cannot see Division and we cannot create divisions. Paul says it. If we go out there and divide because I have an opinion, your opinion, we're gonna fight and we can, we're gonna make fun of each other, all these things. We are saying basically that the cross of Jesus was not good at all. That whatever he tried to achieve on the cross, we make it null and void. Why? Because our opinions are more important than what Jesus says. Do you understand the difference that we're going to make in the world? Do you understand that what Paul says, that the gospel is the power of God for the salvation of those who believe, we are trying to domesticate. And therefore, the greatest force in the world, that is Christianity, is becoming the weakest one. Why? Because we no longer have the mind of Christ that comes from living the gospel. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have to agree. <laughs> well, I hope you do. But this is what comes from what the book says. And this is what this Sunday reminds us of. The kingdom of God, as we heard Jesus saying, is reaching out to us. But we can only step into the kingdom when we do what the kingdom, what, what the king tells us to do. 
Otherwise, the kingdom is reaching out. It wants to take us into the family of God, and we're moving on, away from it. Say, no, 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 no. I, I know what to do. But I'm a Christian. Well, we cannot be a Christian without living the gospel. And we cannot live the gospel unless we know the gospel. And how do we know the gospel? Well, we, at the very least, we must start reading it. And this is the challenge that I'm going to give you today. Make sure that every single day, there is a little bit of gospel. Every single day, you make a decision to do what Jesus wants you to do, rather than what the world is telling you to do. What is the result? A completely new life. A completely new life. The life lived knowing and experiencing that the love of God changes us. And isn't that exciting? Aren't you excited? Okay. So, I'll take your word for it. As we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that He's revealing Himself to us as the God who loves us. And because He loves us, He speaks to us. And He's telling us today, would you take time every day to listen to what I have to say? Because you're my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. And you need to hear me saying it every single time, every single day. And with a heart renewed with this message, we continue to pray and bring to the altar our commitment to say, as Mary said, let it be done to me according to your word. And may God bless you as you live this week, focusing on the word of God and start really enjoying the presence of God as you read, meditate, and put into practice the gospel. God bless you, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.